0: Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: It's a true faith podcast. Um, it's Norman, Mark, and Simon, and we're looking up to be in a room with Ryan Taylor. We're going to ask him a few questions. Ryan obviously doesn't need any introduction in Newcastle fans, he scored one of the most famous goals in recent history and um, I were absolutely delighted to, to be able to put a few questions to him. So Ryan, thanks very much for joining us um, and we might as well just launch straight in the questions. Um, this is one from me, so who, who made the move here to sign for Newcastle, um, were, you, were you a jerk in your choice or was it someone else in the club, who was the, who was the man who put the feelers out to you? Um, for
2: me, I mean I was always in contact with Stephen Taylor who I think was trying to push it through with Joe and I actually think Michael Owen had something some, some say in it. But I'm not a hundred percent sure but I'll always go down as Joe as last ever signing. Did you did you, did you play with Stephen at uh, England twenty one till so any chance? I did, yeah, uh, we, we had a we had a good good friendship to be honest when we were away because as you can imagine it's pretty boring and Stephen was always joking around and being Stephen So you know a few days with him was always good uh, so when I came up here he couldn't wait to get me in the dressing room just because we sort of knew each other so you know in the early days of being here I spent a lot of time with him and he was good crack but you know in the end I think me then having a wife and kids and him still wanting to be that prankster I think we just we just sort of didn't spend a lot of time towards the end but yeah he'll always be a good friend of mine
1: very interesting that uh, I never knew that Wouldn't
2: Stephen Taylor was. Stephen it was an impact
1: on you saying it was
2: that's 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 good
3: to know what um what type of club do you walk into? Uh, bearing in mind this wasn't long like post Keegan, then like, Joe yeah, taking charge. I know you'd already said it's gonna be a, re- of a relegation battle, so what was it like walking into?
2: Um well I never I never thought I'd walk in and it'd be a relegation battle, if I'm being honest. I don't know. I came from Wigan and I think Wigan were just above Newcastle but I always thought I was walking into a team of superstars in my eyes in in comparison to, let's say, the Wigan dressing room. Uh, you know, because you had some, some some winners in this dressing room, you know, who've won Premier League titles. And and it was just, it was strange to see sort of the mentality because i come from Wigan where it was really a working class club. You know, you you went you went into every game fighting for every ball and then you, you come here and you're just seeing sort of it just was a little bit different. I mean, the quality was better, but you just didn't see that togetherness in in the dressing room. And then it was only until we went down and came straight back up we we got that dressing room. So, uh, oh, well
0: that,
2: that, and it that. probably looked like that from the outside anyway. But uh, I think we needed to ship a few out, uh, and a few needed to leave in order for us to get that dressing room. And, and it and it and it worked. I mean, the, the, you know, the club identified the. If you like the players we needed to, to get rid of. Well, interestingly yeah. enough,
1: Mia, that leads on to where. Uh, I, I think one you've of the off,
4: it's quite interesting. You go straight to, to the kind of promotion as to where, where things start to click. Like, I was, I was kind of wanting to know what what happened when, when Shearer and Dowie came in. Did Was there much change in the club and how the training ran and how um, the feeling around the place when when they took
2: charge, or it was, was it too late? It was, a, it was a, for me, I'm thinking that's a great appointment because it's going to give everyone a lift, but it just didn't work oh. and it was a bit weird I mean and and I didn't really see where the Dowie connection was I didn't because when he walked in I, I was a bit like oh hello no I wasn't expecting him you know and I know he and, and he's, a, he's, a, he's a great fella and I'm sure he, he's been a great coach in the past but you know when you're just not expecting someone <laughs> but you know it just kind of mirrors the fans I don't know. That I think the the fairy tale ending that everyone wanted, with Al keeping us up, it just, it just, it just didn't, it didn't work. And if I'm being honest, I know we went down, and no one wanted to go down, but it sort of got rid of people who didn't really want to be here anyway. Uh, and you know maybe, you know it, it it was beneficial in the long run, but we, you know I, I think everyone still was a love Shira to keep us in the Premier.
1: Wait, but this this does this leads right on to the next question. Um. I think uh, what you're saying about Dowie it probably echoes uh, the, the thought of a lot of fans. Like when when Shira came in, it was like Dowie just kind of came out of the blue almost. And and then you know you had you had the pre season, you had the relegation, you had the kind of negative feeling around the club, I guess. Um, and obviously the the watershed moment for the fans that was reporting in the press was the the post Leonorian game. Was that for you? That is is kind of is a watershed moment. Was it for you what it was for the fans? It was like this is after that game that six one away. It was almost like things just kind of changed
2: overnight you know I got that feeling but um, I'll tell you I wasn't there oh. so <laughs> so I can say for sure I wasn't part oh. of that but obviously then I'm in the dressing room um, and yeah it was it was a bit like crisis talks type of thing this you know this should not this should not oh. happen type of thing you know um, and there was just a good job nothing was really riding on it, it and then it but it, it did then sort of change we we'll, we need to get
1: rid of a few people here. Well, I I, I tell you I'll add that because so, um, Hewton was kind of still caretaker manager for a, for the first couple of months of that season, and I'm, i I went to Palace away when you, you banged a crack in a crack and going down at Palace, and that to me looked like a team that was was in it was together and was gonna was gonna walk through that division that year. But even at that point, Houghton wasn't he was still caretaking. I think at that point now is as, as a squad. I mean I know you're professionals, but were you kind of thinking this is only temporary with Chris and George? it's only temporary or did you always kind of think about your mind we're together Hutton's our manager
2: this is how it's going to be um, well we well we called him we called him gaffer so we we as players related to him as our manager um, and Chris was a he was a he was a great guy but what he did have around him was strong people opinionated people and in, in the likes of Kevin and Joey and Alan Smith and Butty so and uh, I suppose I mean I wasn't obviously one of the experienced ones then but I suppose you know you'd never know but he would put, go and speak to them but you know and I'm I'm 100% sure he definitely would have spoke to them individually and got the feelings out and uh, and and they would have guided him as to maybe what he did need and what what was maybe going wrong or you know because they, they were players that were big voices in the dressing room um, so I think for as much as how it, it looked like Chris was probably doing in control of a big job I, I imagine he was getting quite a bit of help Aye. doing it but I honestly believe if my missus was in charge of us that season we would have went up <laughs> because the team was that yeah, good and because we were such a big team you know we'd, we'd just gone down you, you, we always had the feeling that when teams were coming here they were here for a day out and then we got the feeling that when you know if if one of the lads knew one of the other players they were like oh yeah we're all staying up. we're out tonight you know it's a good night in Newcastle and it was like well there you go they're up uh, they're, not, like, they're, they're up because they're out tonight you well know? you didn't lose so the game did you? do you but you know it, we you know you, you just got the impression that teams who maybe yeah. you come up from like League One will come in here and just go and it's like two, three, four, and you're like, oh, right. game over. So as, as
4: supporters, that was just just one of the best seasons. Oh wasn't yeah, it, like, it was. Never, we never went to any games yeah. thinking anything other than when it's yeah. a
2: standard three points. I mean, it, we even like there was even times on like a Tuesday night at Doncaster and stuff, and we we knew it was just going to be an ugly game. Oh, so the game, remember that? One nil. N- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and he wore his gloves, and uh, to hide his his uh, bust up, bust, <laughs> bust up fingers. I, I was just gonna ask, to do,
3: like, obviously when it went down, did you have any, I don't know, initial regrets in terms of the move? I know you got some much better club in Wigan, but obviously it was difficult. Six months, you played in a three different managers, and then we went down to the Championship. What was like? I don't um, know going for you at that point. What, do you think yeah, was, I mean, you
2: I, were, I, I, looked at it and I never want to look back. Yeah. As in, like, oh, I wish I'd have stayed at Wigan because the place is, am- it's amazing. Yeah. It's only when you leave again, when you're here, you're sort of in it. But then when you leave and you look from the outside and I've been to many games and come up for many games, you just like you just don't realize how lucky you are yeah um, and you do get that when you leave so even when I was playing, I never ever had like a regret about anything um, I mean I always think back now Love you. <laughs>
1: oh no, no, like this is, this is just beautiful to have to go. Yeah, I
2: mean, and, but then when, you know, if, if you want me to say one regret, I wish I didn't jump over the tackle I did against the Tromatos and do me ACL. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know, if I, if I don't jump over them and I go right through them, then, you know, I, it might have been different, because I was, I was sort of in, if you like, the form of my time here, and we just finished fifth, and everything was going so well. And then we got into the Europa League and I scored away and it was just like, right, okay, let's crack on now. And then we played them at home and it was like, yeah, that was the start of like the worst 26 months of my life, yeah.
3: Who was, um? you played under number manager managers. coaches, who was the best manager or
2: coach you've played under and, and why? Here or, or? Here. Okay, yeah, yeah. And what well, and, and, and and else? Well, um, yeah. well, I mean, I, I, here. I, you know, obviously some people might not agree, but for me personally, it was Alan Pardew. But that was because when when I was injured for that amount of time, some managers might just put you to the back of the mind. And you you know, you'll walk around the training ground and it'll be morning and then it'll be see you later. And then, cause you're no good to them basically. You know, it, it, and yeah, okay, I'm, I'm in the gym and I'm trying my hardest to get back. And, it's not even an injury that you can rush back from. It showed that the first time, um, but for me, he never left me out of anything. He took me on away trips. He, 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 he even started getting me involved in doing some uh, scouting reports, and he just kept me involved in everything. I mean, and he was he was great for me on the pitch, and then he, when I was injured, he was great for me off it as well. So I'd say him, but you know. Looking back, I mean, I've had some good managers, some bad managers, but I'd say he's probably, for me, my favourite manager All I right. had.
1: Who would you say, I mean, it might be, be Alan Pardew, yeah, but in terms of that kind of tactical knowledge of the game, when you're actually on the training ground learning, who do you think that you thought, like, this, this bloke really knows <coughs> stuff? stuff? Um, I mean, you can say a Pardew again if you want, he yeah, yeah, bothered us, but uh, to well, just awesome. to
2: be honest, I, 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 I can't really say parts because... Um, for someone who uh, who's sort of had some unbelievable jobs, he was quite crap with players' names. Um, so you know if he doesn't know the player you're playing up against, or don't even know how to pronounce his name,
5: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: then what chance he got? But you know, because he he had so many people working for him, and his main focus was just winning games of football. Uh, so we didn't have to know everyone's name. But um, I'd say. I mean, when I was younger, I, I I worked for Brian Little, and obviously Brian was finished at like Villa and and everything, and he was amazing for me. Right. He really was, um, but uh, I, I'm not sure tactically wise. Um, it's a tough one because no one. I've never had like someone who's like Mourinho. Ah, uh, Benitez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. But yeah, Benitez. So, that that's a uh, that, that that for me. I'm, but too sure, too. Well, I
1: tell you what, if you have, if you if you if you if you go away and think would it, just just tweet us. and uh, yeah.
4: let us know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I guess I guess the, the next obvious question is is best teammate, um, both t- uh, technical ability but also just to have around the around the dressing
2: room. Um, well, I'll start with best technical player I've ever played with. It's Ben Hoffman. Yeah, we knew that was coming. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, he was a joke, and he is where he is. <laughs> he is. He still
4: talking about how good he is at football, though.
2: Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, no, but he is where he is because of his talent. But he's such a waste, though. Yeah, he really is because he, he, he should be playing every week at that level, Champions League football and all that. But I think Do you there's know something in is his difficult? mind, yeah. just the head, isn't it? Is yeah, the yeah, is, yeah. game, I mean, um, manager-wise, because he's well, him, yeah, well, Well, I lived in in, in just round the corner from him, and say I'd nip to the shop and get I don't know some bread and milk. I'd just see him walking around on his own and it was just like what are you doing but like i just i just tied past him because he was a bit weird <laughs> you <know, like. laughs>
1: psychologically psychological maybe
2: he's just uh yeah i, I uh, mean i don't know what he was doing listen he can tell you he just went for a walk but just looked, just looked odd to me you know? <laughs>
4: But it's I mean,
2: if you want to say about best friend, um, I still I have the two, the two of them are still like best friends now. I speak to them nearly every day, and that's James Perch oh, and, really? Dan, and Dan Gosling. Yeah, so Perch yeah, was loved, though, wasn't he? Perch was yeah, he was loved yeah, at Newcastle. He's, like, um, just yeah. for his but kind of I think that's just because right. we're very similar. Um, yeah. yeah, but you know, all but well, all three of us just we like the same things and you know we've got families and that now whereas you know I bet you thought I was going to say Stephen but Stephen's just still a single man just just probably living like a, a party do you yeah. know what I mean like and uh, and Stephen thinks he's Peter Pan and you know I love Stephen to bits <laughs> but he does he, he, you know he just doesn't want to grow old but you know it'll have to come to him one day and he'll have kids and misses and all that but you know, he maybe just hasn't found that one yet. <laughs> and He's what now, 43? yeah, I'll tell you what. We're going to um, we're
1: going to like a question that we could we could answer for you right now. Yeah. But your your own favourite goal. we well, I mean, there are there are two for us, and you know what they are. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah let, Let's look. at your whole look at your, your career at Newcastle and your career? And your career you know, in, in, in as a, as a whole give a, give us a, say. Yeah, sort uh, maybe, maybe it's one goal that's your favourite, or it's one at Newcastle and the
2: others Um. I had four free kicks against Newcastle. I'm no but the the one We're that free kicks like well. that. The the one the one that sticks out is, is obviously the picture that I'm signing. Now that this is like if I ever relate to myself in the career I had at Newcastle I just and if I want a little smile to myself I'll just look at that picture. You know and
4: Ryan, right, you need to watch back your girl against Everton man. No it's the best thing I've ever seen. No and
2: then and then you know, obviously for, for like technique and stuff. Because I, you know, I scored a lot of free kicks in in my career, but for that to go in that day and to finish one nil, amazing. But yeah. it, if you want to look on like a shot with te- like, technique, you're talking all the and goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, people have seen people forget, you know, as Palace think, and Chelsea, here Yeah. Palace, Chelsea, but I even scored a great goal away to Accrington. That's right now in the League Cup. Yeah, that's exactly. That's right. Right so so Gunthorpe as well, just a few days after. Yeah. The two after one the, three
3: three days, days, the game,
2: game, yeah. So. Yeah, a week. It, it no, it wasn't actually. Yeah, I, th- um, I mean, I
3: remember going again. I was thinking when the Wigan each time I mean, one of the Boxing Day trips. I think he goes straight after half time but I was actually in the toilet. I came back. My friend was like i off, going to freak out. I was like, Nah, you're behind. No, Stop lying. <laughs> lying Look at me. For I was like, Yeah, go. like, he's <laughs>
2: going. Go but it was my because like it was just strange how, how that did work. And even when I I only played f- once for Wigan at St James's as well. Um, and and after three minutes, I scored like a lob shake given, and it was like, This is just insane. I just, it must just be a thing. I just, I can just score against Newcastle because I didn't really score many others for Wigan. Um, it just always seemed to be Boxing Day. Yeah, <laughs> JJP. We remember, really ru- 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 <laughs> Christmas, but never mind. <laughs> <laughs> forgive you for
3: scoring against the Vaggans.
6: It's Alex here from the True Faith podcast, interrupting. The lads, excellent chat that I had with Ryan Taylor a little while ago. Um, next season, we'll have a lot more former players lined up to interview. Thanks to Steve Wraith in Newcastle Legends for providing us with the opportunity to interview all of the lads when they come and do these fantastic live shows up in the Northeast. Uh, if you like what you hear, I would urge everybody to buy tickets for them. Uh, easily found through Steve's and Newcastle Legends social media. I'm also just going to play you a short clip from one of the bonus podcasts that we do every single week. We've got asked all season to do a lot more podcasts, so we'll launch this extra platform called uh, On Patreon. We do two to four extra podcasts per week. It's pound twenty-five a week or five or a month. If you like to, uh, these podcasts and hear us talk about Newcastle United and the World Cup, which is coming up, uh, you'll enjoy it very much, uh, despite... The off season, we're still doing loads of Newcastle United podcasts. We're going every se- every single pre season game reporting from there. So if you like the podcast, consider it, give it a go. Here's a short clip from the Newcastle squad review we're currently doing. This is part one on the defence, parts two and three on the midfield and attack, out next week and the week after, uh, assessing Newcastle's Premier League squad. Hope you enjoy it. Anyone want to make a defensive Kieran clock? Nope. I'll By f- the way, the, tr- <laughs> the True Faith podcast, player of the season last year, and Newcastle's player of the season. Actual player of the season last year. Weird, isn't it? I um I thought that when Lascelles was out the team and it was Clark and Lejeune, I thought Lejeune
2: got a lot more flack than Kieran Clark. Even though I thought Kieran Clark's positional play was very disappointing, given what we'd seen in the Championship, albeit a tear down. I don't think Kieran Clark will cut it in the Premier League. What he has going for him is that he's homegrown and that he's steady and he's probably happy just being back up and part of the squad. But you imagine Lascelles or Lejeune getting injured at any point next season, you will
6: panic. I think, you know what, I disagree one tiny bit there, though I agree with everything else you say. If Lejeune got injured, I'd be a lot more comfortable than the other way around. I think Clark alongside Lascelles would would look good, like he did in the championship that's the other way around, that's the problem. Clark isn't a leader, he needs to be told what to do, he doesn't read the game very well, and I disagree with you a little bit again, I think his positional play was just as poor of the Championship, two things, he had to do a lot less defending, so it highlighted less, but he was able to recover against worse players, he was able to get back, you can't do that against better players in the Premier League. Sure,
2: I mean, yeah, the point still stands that in the Premier League, his positional play is not up to scratch, and therefore,
6: I'd be nervous about him playing, I'd still rather see him Bember in there, not speak of the lingo. Is he a sell for you? He's a sell for me.
3: (laughs) Go on to the best game you've played in uh, at Newcastle.
2: I'll go for 3-0 at home against Man United.
1: Oh, aye. I mean, that was the ultimate performance, wasn't it? That was the the, the, the epitome of that kind of season, I think, with with the
2: lads we had on the side. Yeah. Um, sure, I mean, You'll be rinsing Phil Jones and just yeah. destroying him as a centre half. Yeah, and then but but that team we are, you know, with like Denver and Shaw who, who who would want to play against them too, Do you know what I mean? Shaw just two big fellas. Just like uh oh, you know what I mean? Even like with Rio at the back, I think it was. Um, it was just like we just knew we we had strength and goals, and with like someone if you like like Kabay in the team, he he, he, he can pull something off and not so we we had a we had a great team that year um, so that whole season was outrageous yeah i'd probably that one does stick out in mind because uh, that you know i i was here for the the 4-4 Arsenal game and you know that that was amazing but i didn't play in it so did you give everyone a bolligan at half time then <laughs> <laughs> no I, I was just upstairs stunned i couldn't go in the dressing room cause oh, I knew, oh yeah yeah i was i was with my family that, that day um and then I was just like, always
4: want to know what was said in that dressing
2: room. Yeah, know like. I don't. No, I don't even know. Yeah, yeah. You got. I've. I probably stayed upstairs to stay out of the way because I probably would have got the blame or something. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever it
1: did. Whatever <laughs> was said gave Neil Ranger the, the the best moment of his entire life because he yeah. came on and absolutely changed the game, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, he nearly scored the winner. We nearly yeah. yeah. actually won the game
4: five four. Uh, yeah, it uh, uh, Right. What well, we got us um, most difficult opponent that you've, you've played against? I guess. I guess individually. So um, I
2: know you played like, uh, every position for a bit. Yeah, um, I, I played against some some good players, you know, and and we're playing like left back and stuff, <laughs>
4: um,
2: which was a bit, which was a little bit um, strange for me because up until that season, I'd never even been over to the left side. Yeah. Do mm. you know what I mean? So, and then that's where sorta of, I played a full season, if you like, when we finished fifth. Yeah. Um, I I played against some some. Really talented players, but they didn't. They didn't really on the day scare me that much. You know I, mean? I played against Bale, uh, Di Maria. Um, you ever played against anyone and came off and thought, Jesus Christ? Well, I came off once when I when I, when I played away at Arsenal m- when I was at Wigan, and that was it. But, uh, and I just thought, <clears> oh, and that was Henry. But I I wasn't marking him, and I wasn't like anywhere near him. I probably couldn't get near him anyway. But. <laughs> It was just like his presence on the pitch, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? It was like, wow, this fella's like, a, it's like, he's just like on a different level, you know what I mean? Even when I played that many, like, quite a few times against, say, Ronaldo, he wasn't he wasn't as he is on how he probably has been for the last, say, eight, six, seven, eight years. He was just, he was at the time when he was trying to flick it and, and, and be someone... Who he's, who he's? not today? Uh, there's
1: like, do you think there was like an aura? Aura about Henri? Like,
2: oh, uh, yeah, there was. Yeah, uh, and, uh, and it was like you know, you you looked at him and thought like he's he's good. In
3: I'm <laughs> sure many many defenders. I think
1: the matter. Yeah. <laughs> right then, so uh, I'll tell you what. Given your um, obvious you know your your your, your pros for set pieces. Throughout your career, you've played with like, oh, they, you know, like certain players, uh, certain techniques. Did, every time you kind of took a free kick or a corner, did you kind of know, right, I know who I'm putting this to, I know exactly what I'm going to do.
0: Um, did you kind of
1: adapt to the, to the player you were with? I suppose I'm, I'm kind of more thinking of, what was it like putting a ball in the box Andy Carroll, basically?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was it was always nice when you, you put in. He always wanted it sort of not bent in, he just wanted it driven in. Just something so he could hang, oh. or just something there. So he could basically smash someone and score the same time. Yeah, I know. He's got some um, neck muscles. That, <laughs> right. And uh, but again, I, it was it was very really similar to Shola. Shola would want, you know, he was a bit different. He would want to like run into a ball that's maybe being put in with a like bit of pace on it. But um, so, but yeah, it's you know, you you, you line up a set play, and, and the manager will tell you, don't pick someone out. <laughs> Pick an area out, and then you pick that area out, and the player's not there, and you're like, "Well, maybe I should just pick him out." And it's like, you know, it was you put in, you know, over your say your career, what you think is a good ball, and it probably went to no one. Everyone's like, "Oh, what a bad ball that was!" What are you thinking? That's a good ball, actually. Oh, I,
1: <laughs> well, well, to take that question on. So, did you like see, like, let's see you, you've just said the gaffer would see it. You put the ball into this area, don't worry, we'll pick the player out. Did you ever walk off and see it, like, one of your teammates look, right? When well, I was going to happen, yeah, I'm going to put the ball in to you or your. Or he's um, asking you for it. That, that you know, you kind of like on the on the on the side. Just said, yeah, yeah we said that, but we're well, going to do this
2: instead. Well, well, well we are doing. Um, you know, like say say a free kick, um, and and you, you you'd say to them, look, like try and be a little bit clever with someone. You'd say, right. This is going near post, so run near post. So, and when it comes off, it, it's good. It it, it 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 is good. I mean, I've just finished in India now with probably the cleverest player I've ever played with in Robbie Keane. But we've got a question in India, um, <laughs> And and you know, on wide feet kicks, he would tell me, "I'm going to stand offside, and I'm going to drop back as they all run in. Just just put it on me end type of thing. Do you know what I mean? And That's a very Robbie and Keane. It, and, it, <laughs> yeah. and 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 it. it you know it opened my eyes to like another level of cleverness aye. you know instead of just saying yeah just smash it in there and aye hopefully aye. someone gets on the end of it he was actually like just pick me up you know just um, talking about Carol um, how did the uh, sales of Carol in 2011 and combine in 2014 what was the impact on the dressing room uh, I just think we knew we knew they couldn't turn the Andy Carol deal down Um, it was just you know Things 35 million for him, and I think at that time you're thinking, Well, someone who's not proven in the Premier League, how can you uh, refuse that money? But yeah, I think as players, the time, yeah, I think as players, we were just because of who he is, who he is and what he gives you in the dressing room and on the pitch, we were like, Oh, a little bit deflated and stuff. Um, but you know, and then when you lose someone like a Kabai, you're like, Well fair play he, you know he's he's going to, to Paris it's probably where he wants to go and he's going to be playing higher but again it you are thinking, well I could have done with him this season you know a uh, little bit little bit gone. I mean I must admit when 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 Jose and Enrique left I weren't thinking the same I was thinking right go ahead off your pop I'll, I'll have a game now <laughs> <laughs>
4: what was, <it> like, <laughs> what was it like playing with Jonas? We all love Jonas. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. The season was, yeah, was
2: fucking fast. Yeah, yeah, I I loved playing with Jonas uh, because he, as a as a as a left back, and say for instance, I'd never played there before. He he always had your back, and and it was like he'd be flying into the tackles instead of you type of thing. Do you know what I mean? And, yeah. And and he he just had your back as in like he'd always never leave you in like a one v one or a two v one situation. He. He, uh, he, he put a shift in like so for me you know he gained everyone's respect just because of that. So
1: Ken like Benoff uh, like
2: putting a shift <laughs> in and flying
1: back in the tackles for
2: you? He, yeah 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 <laughs> but again though no, you know Hatem gave you something completely different uh, yeah. going that way um, but he, he just one, so. he just never gave it enough. I think he was a type of
3: player didn't really again, yeah. he didn't normally
0: defend. Yeah the
2: thing is like you know in training against Hatem Say for instance, manager says right, one V one, so they two V two, stuff like that. You'd just be like, Right, where's Hatton? And then you'd be like, fucking wrong against him. <laughs> so like you'd be like, Right, I'll go away, back of the queue. And then like just oh, so he didn't I, have I, I, I. he was just the worst player you'd ever want, running at, yeah. Full pace, drop of the shoulder, you're like, Oh, my God. I'm Done. Yeah, you're like, Hatan, put a game sat <laughs> <conference, laughs> You know?
4: Um, I, I think talking about that, then you play left back and right back and centre mid and left wing and right wing and never else. What What? The, the biggest question we've always had, what is Ryan Taylor's position? In goal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah in goal,
2: yeah. From his school years ago, I was an unbelievable keeper, you know. Seriously? <laughs> I used to play in goal, yeah. And and, and I had the Schmeichel kit. <laughs> 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 nah, but I mean, for me.
1: Schmichel turned do very well, I like. suppose. I'll tell you what. In terms of your career, most effective position is interpreted by other managers, but your favourite position to play? Um
2: I mean I I started off as like a right a young like whipper snapper right wing back who then moved to just a right back or a right midfielder. Um so I'd probably say like anywhere down the right hand side, um I just wish I had about another three yards of pace. Because when you're trying here, you, try you had a season where you're banging double figures. And goals, yeah, you? did yeah. A lot of them pens though, you know, but they look good on the stats. Good, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, like free kicks, a lot, lot from dead balls. Quite a few assists that year, but um, I, I don't know. I mean, I've just I've just finished coming away from India, and I played as a like a number eight. We had three in the middle. And I played as a number eight, and I, so I could link up with Robbie, and I loved it. But it's just a different level. Do you know what I mean? It, you only have to have half a brain, and well, that's the and, final and, question. And, and uh, and give give you us,
1: give us some pattern in India. What it was like standard-wise, um, yeah. tactics-wise, and, and crowds-wise, because they get some big crowds, don't
2: they? Yeah, they do. I mean, I know cricket's just like off the scale over there, but they're they're really trying to get the football moving in the right direction, which is good, you know, um, because um, then there's, there's so many kids out there that you know they are just on the streets, and you think, well, you know, even if they just go and play football, do you know, It's mean? just you know, it, it was quite heartbreaking to see, but they just don't know any difference. Um, but the the standard wise over there, I couldn't put it in a league over here, be- only because I just I simply don't know. Um, and and the fact that you can only play five foddners at one time and six Indian players, it just sort of keeps it to a level where again I just don't know because you know these Indian boys haven't been playing long, so there's somewhere along the line in a, in a game. You're hoping it's not your team, but there'll be mistakes, and, and they're normally at the back. Um, so and, and, and is, is Robbie Keane still out there coaching? He um he finished up at the team as like kid, like sort of manager, if you like, and then he um he, he's now back home in Ireland. Right? And then again, I'm not too sure what he's doing. I mean, try to find an answer as to what he's doing, he keeps asking me what I'm doing. Um, and and I think it's it's going to be like a late like a late decision for him. I think uh, speaking to him. I think that's and
1: you and you would you would uh, would have you
2: got any plans of going back there or is that? You know what? Um, I have, but I'll keep options open for now because the season's it pre not until August anyway. But you know for me, it works. Um, you know going out there playing football you. You're sort of away from the, if you like the, the bubble of being a, a player in England, who's had, if you like, a good career, and then and then if you drop yourself down just to keep playing, you just, I feel like you're just under scrutiny, Aye. and people are just judging you, Aye. and you're like, well, you know, one man can't just make a team, Aye. you know, so, and and that's why it just works. I go out there, and, you know, you, you almost feel like, you. I'm you know, back in my twenties again, because you just they, they love you and you with the experience you've got and stuff. It just it just makes sense. Um, but I mean, I I'll, I'll wait and see if something comes up, and if something comes up, you know, I'll I'll, I'll happily i happily consider it. Fair
3: enough. I just had one. Uh, just go to kind of clear up. Um, in terms of when you were released at Newcastle, was it true that it that, was a phone call from Carver?
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, it, it was yeah. I was on my coaching license over in Ireland. Um, we, we, we just came out of, of like a, a lecture, which was like halfway through. And um, and then my, my phone rang with, with JC on it. And I was like, oh, And I'm not stupid, do you know what I mean? And and I hadn't heard nothing from the club whatsoever. And the season's over. The West Ham game's gone and the season's over. And, and, Kept asking Jonas because he's on the same course. Have you heard anything? No. Have you? No. And then you know, next minute my phone goes. It was John, and and uh, and I, I wasn't stupid. I could just as soon as he ans- as soon as we, had, we 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 started talking, I knew um, that the you know the Newcastle time was over. Um, so you know it, it it was disappointing the way that happened, but I can't look and blame John. I can't, you know. John, John's a good guy. John's a good, John's a good guy. Um, he was just under orders. Simple as.
1: Well, fair enough. Ryan, massively appreciate this. Just quickly, Christmas. just
4: quickly. Christmas 2015. I saw you in the Hull boys in Asper's Casino. Was, was that your idea? Did he have a good night? Um, <laughs> you must have brought him up here.
2: I can't remember actually. <laughs> He's almost so a good night. Jumpers, yeah. uh, yes. Um, the, the whole Newcastle, no, that wasn't my idea, but when it got put into, if you, I think I hope we had a little chart on the board and put your name as to where you want to go and I think there was like three options and of course it had Newcastle, yep, yeah, I'll take that one. <laughs>
1: it wasn't David yeah. Miller
2: trying to look for cover out here for you. Know what? I think I think it, I, I think it was. <laughs> my, I, uh, it was Myler who, who organised it. Um. That yeah, about yeah. Right, yeah. There you go, well look, Ryan, right. thanks the ever the so
3: much. Training, massively appreciated. Idea,
1: yeah, yeah. Massively appreciate this, and I, um, just, just brilliant. It's been a true faith podcast, and I, cheers, right? All you. the best Thank you,
5: mate. Man. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about, but why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance.